All right, what's news? Former President Jacob Zuma, his corruption trial is off the ground. It's happening at the Peter Maritzburg High Court. It takes you back to 1999 when uh, himself and French arms company Tales are now facing fraud, corruption and racketeering charges, money laundering thrown in there in connection with a 1999 multi-billion rand arms deal. And where are we now? Well, um, in quite a show. And this is on and off the field. So let's uh, take a look into this trial and uh, see uh, what we can pick up so far. Political analyst Ralph uh, Mateja joins us now to um, navigate us through this conversation. Ralph, good morning. Good morning, Mo. Good morning to the team in studio, Owen Pell, and to Metro Business. I mean, let's start on the field. Um, the former statesman speaking about the biasness of the law and the seemingly unfairness that he's experiencing. This isn't the first time he's uttered such. So, I mean, is it always a tactical Zuma thing to try and put um, the law and its instruments, even institutions, into question? I mean, more. You know what? What's happening here? It's 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 a. This is a very strange case. For for 15 years now, more. President Jacob Zuma avoided responding to the substantive matters at hand here, uh, responding to prove that uh, he's actually, he actually did not have a corrupt relationship. What he did, he attacked the process more. What he's done, he's been attacking the process for the last 15 years. Remember far back, it was the process to prosecute, not to prosecute, went through court, it failed. And now he's actually saying that, uh, wait a minute, the prosecutor cannot be cannot be fair in this is still the process and i hear you more you are you are very optimistic that uh, the trial has actually started there we have not heard anything about the substantive matters it is going to be the process and by the look of things more if he loses he might go and appeal <laughs> the loss of uh, this recusal as well mm. might take it higher he has done that before he will exhaust it to the last leg and as long as it keeps him away from uh, responding to the substantive matters at hand here. And it appears that the judiciary uh, is also finding itself uncomfortable because he also politically attacks them, whatever Mm, he feels mm, like. mm, mm. And and I would think that one would want their day in court so that they can prove their innocence. Um, So it it is a, a bit confusing in a way when you juxtapose that thinking with you know, what we see happening at the moment. And then, um, of course, outside the courtroom, off the field, we have, you know, the um, crowds that gather outside the Peter Maritzburg High Court and showing support and, um, you know, standing in solidarity with uh, Mr. Zuma. I mean, that really doesn't influence anything that happens in the courtroom, but he's, he says a lot, doesn't he? It says a lot more, and it's part of the strategy. I mean, you can say President Jacob Zuma is having his cake and eating it. I mean, what he's doing here is that he goes to court, hires a lawyer, follows through the process and, and attacks the, the law and therefore show the biasness in the process. And then he leaves the courtroom, plays by his own rules. He addresses a crowd gathered outside. They say all they want to say about the judges and so forth. I mean, you name them, the likes of Calvin House and so forth. Uh, there are familiar figures in those, in those after-court rallies. I mean, there he plays by his own rules, saying that, he will never, never get a fair trial from the whole process. And the next day he goes in and walks in. I mean, how best? I mean, it, it's like it's, it, it's like playing by the rules. When you don't like the result, you say, nah, nah, I'm not going to be part of it. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's interesting, the alliances, as, as you alluded, in terms of those who are supporting him and who are standing with him. And uh, even when you are, uh, you know, facing the law, as it were, or, you know, f- finding or, or, you know, finding yourself in a very difficult situation, there are those within your political party that will stand for you. What would be the, the strategy behind that? I mean, is there a long game here that if I stood by Zuma, then there's going to be something in it for me? Or is it more of uh, a payback to say, well, um, I, I owe this man. I need to stand by him. I mean, more South Africa's politics is, is actually defined a lot by patronage, by what people get. I mean, we know it, it's an open secret that when a political term changes, a group comes in. You see a lot of change in government from director general sometimes to, to directors. Even the staff that are supposed to be permanent in government, you see them being shuffled. It's about how we are very much dependent on the state. That is why it becomes politics of the belly, whereby people are looking at their own political fortunes. There's no principle here. Look at the realignment that are already happening. There are some people that used to be diehard President Jacob Zuma fans. And some are now being seen persecuting some of his loyal. I don't want to name names here more. You don't want to get me into trouble, do you? I don't think so. Yeah. What, do, what do they call them? The flip-floppers. <laughs> you know, they're, they're flip-floppers, but I'll give you a, a simple word just to, to summarize what they are. They're politicians. Ah, and that's that. Indeed. <laughs> Ralph, always uh, interesting picking your brain, and we always enjoy our conversations. Thank you so much for your time. Political analyst Ralph Matecha, that's how he sees this whole Zuma trial.